right here. Face clerk, please write here and prepare to take you. Can you solve this fire front, tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing about the truth, so help you out? I do. And uh, sir, if you would, have a seat in the red chair for me, please. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Speak in loud and clear voice for the court. Make sure you move up close to the microphone. Good morning. Good morning. Could you please state your full name? My name is William Joseph Swengross. And could you spell your last name, please? S is in Sam. W E N G R O S. And do you? How do you? Are you typically referred to? Is it William or Bill? Father Bill. Father Bill. Okay. Thank you. Um, Father Bill, what is your occupation? I'm a Roman Catholic priest, and I'm ser currently serving as pastor of St. Paul Catholic Church in Tampa. How long have you been a priest? I've been a priest now uh, since 91. And how long have you been at St. Paul's? For six years. Okay. How big of a congregation is St. Paul's? It's huge. So we have 6,800 families, so over 20,000 people were registered in the parish. <clears throat> Are there people who come to the church and want to join your church? Always. Always. So we have every year for adults, um, we have 60 people coming into the church this Easter, for instance, okay. through baptism. And if somebody wants to do that, What's the process? Can they drop by, make a phone call? How's that work? They come by anytime they want to. So we have a process called the Rite of Christian Initiation. And so it's basically a year-long process of formation so that they know. Sorry, Rite of Christian Initiation. Um, of, and what it involves is a year of formation. And basically what it is for them to not only know about um, the religion, but also really be able to grow closer to the Lord. Um, and sometimes do people call and want to set appointments? Yeah, people call all the time. So either myself or we actually have a director for the RCIA. And what's the church phone number? 813-961-3023. People sometimes set up, would people sometimes set an appointment to come in and speak with you? Yeah, so I normally have five or six appointments a day. Prior to January 7th of 2015, had you ever met Mr. Johnchuk? No, I hadn't. Is he, had he ever, um, well, do you have a, if somebody comes to a service, does the church have little sort of information cards that they can fill out if they want to be contacted? Yeah, there's cards in the pews that they could fill out. Had the church ever received a comment card from Mr. John Chuck asking to reach out? Not that I'm aware of. I'm going to kind of just do a brief overview of your um, contact with Mr. John Chuck, and then we're going to go back into specifics, okay? Great. Um, at some point, on, did you find out that Mr. John Chuck had an appointment with you on January 7th? Yeah, so my assistant makes appointments for me, so I found out that she made an appointment for 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay. And did you see Mr. John Chuck on January 7th? I did. He arrived around 11.30. Okay. How many times did you see him on January 7th? Twice. Once at 11.30, and then he returned again around 2.30 in the afternoon. <clears throat> okay. And so you said the appointment that he had was for 11 on January 7th? Yes. And what time did he... Get there? Around 
Did you meet with Mr. Johnchuk? Yes, I did. Did when Mr. Johnchuk arrived at the church, did he have anybody with him? He had his daughter with him, Phoebe. Okay. And that was at the 11:30 time. Correct. Okay. And then when he came back, he had his daughter with him as well as his stepmother. Okay. At the for the 11:30 meeting that you had with Mr. Johnchuk, did you meet with him privately? I did. And where was Phoebe when you were meeting with Mr. John Chuck privately? This was sort of an unusual thing. So usually if I'm meeting with a parent, the child has sort of separation anxiety, doesn't want to be separated from the parent. In this case, um, Phoebe felt very comfortable. She was, seemed a very alert and healthy, vivacious little girl. And so she went with my assistant to go to the director of Christian formation, uh, Don Coppy's office, and they sat there with her. So she wasn't within eyesight. Many times kids will sit right outside the door just so that they could see their parents. Okay. During the course of your meeting, the 1130 <laughs> meeting with Mr. John Chuck, were you made aware that there were some police officers that wanted to talk to him? Yeah, about 10 minutes into the interview, then, or the appointment, then my assistant called me up and told me that the police were, were on, on hand. Okay, and they were there at, at St. Paul's at the Yes. Did you finish your conversation with Mr. John Chuck? Yeah, at that point then, basically, I know they wanted to see him. I didn't want them to wait long. So basically at that point, what I did was prepare for him to go and see them. Okay. We have in the office complex, it's also a preschool that also meets in there, plus all the other offices. So the idea was simply that he would be able to be introduced to the police officers, be able to meet with them, talk with them, <clears throat> and that there wouldn't be any sort of drama or strife. Okay. Did Mr. John Chuck talk to the police at the church? Yeah, my recollection is about 40 minutes for okay. quite some time. After Mr. John Chuck spoke with the police, did he and Phoebe leave the church? They did. Okay. After Mr. John Chuck and Phoebe left the church, did you speak with those police officers? I, would, uh, I did briefly. I wasn't aware that Hillsborough County Sheriff officers had any sort of psychological training, and I was very impressed that they were there. I was relieved.
Okay, um, going back to where we were at that initial 1130 meeting that you had with Mr. Johnchuk, did Mr. Johnchuk talk to the police after your conversation with him? Yes, he did. Okay, and then Mr. Johnchuk and Phoebe left? Correct. Okay, and then did you speak with the police officers that were there? Briefly. Did John come back later that day? Yes, he did. Okay. So now I want to go back and talk about your first encounter with him and get into the specifics of that, okay? Um, did Mr. John Chuck have an appointment for that day? Yes, he did. Did you set the appointment or did someone else? Someone else. Okay. Did you know that Mr. John Chuck had been calling the church since about 1.30 in the morning on January 7th? I didn't remember it um, when you had mentioned it to me earlier. Then I think that there was something like that that happened. Objection, That's this is hearsay. It's also leading. 
Wolfgang. Are there any uh, staff members that, um, church staff members that are there answering phones at 1.30 in the morning? No, it's an answering service. Okay. Um, and you said the, the appointment was for 11 o'clock? Yes. And what time did Mr. John Chuck show up? 11.30. How did Mr. John Chuck appear to you when he showed up at the church? Um, he shoveled. And uh, his, was his daughter with him at that 11.30 meeting? Yes, she was. Did you make observations of his daughter? She, yeah, she seemed uh, totally healthy. I was impressed. It seemed like she was very well-adjusted, um, self-confident. She was impressive. Was she dressed appropriately? Yes, she was. Okay. Were there um, sort of two main issues that Mr. John Chuck wanted to discuss with you? Yes, one was the Bible that he had, a family Bible that he had, or a Bible, and then the other one was about baptism. Um, let's talk about the Bible first. Um, did Mr. John Chuck show you the Bible that he was carrying? Yes, he did. Okay. They um, approached the clerk and the Yeah, that's that'd be the Bible. Okay. The what, that Mr. John Chuck was carrying. Yes. Mr. John Chuck want you to read the Bible? No, he, he wanted to know what it was. So I opened it up and looked at it, and it is in, written in some Germanic language. I didn't read, I couldn't understand it. Okay. Was the Bible written in English? No. Okay. Is it a language that you knew how to speak? No. Did uh, Mr. John Chuck tell you how he came to have possession of this book? Not that I recall. Did he tell you how long he had had it? No. Did he tell you that the Bible was something that was new to him? No, okay. not that I remember. Okay, would looking at your deposition transcript help refresh your recollection? Do you have a copy? You have a copy yes. of that up there, right? Directing uh, court and counsel to um, 
page six. May I approach the witness, Your Honor? Mm -hmm. Uh, lines two and three. Would you read that to yourself? Mm -hmm. Does that refresh your recollection about what Mr. John Chuck told you about how long he had had the Bible? Um, no. I mean, I don't. I don't remember how long he had the Bible. Okay. Did Mr. John Chuck tell you that the Bible was 150 million years old? No. Okay. This is all leading. I was. It's a yes or no question. Pardon me. It was a yes or no question. It's leading. Did you hear? Uh, did you touch the Bible? Yes. Okay. Uh, I should go. When Mr. John Chuck brought the Bible to the church, did you mm -hmm. actually look at it and touch it? Yes. All right. Did you hear the Bible making noise? No. Did you hear it making a knocking sound? No. Did John tell you that the Bible had been making noise? No. Did you ask Mr. John Chuck if you could keep that Bible? No. Did you want to take it from him? No. Okay. Is that something that you would do? Never. Okay. Um, in fact, let's see. Did, a minute, did you actually, did you provide Mr. John Chuck with the Bible? Yes, I did. Okay, and why did you do that? That one wasn't in English, so I gave him an English Bible. All I'm showing you that I've just shown the state what's been marked as defense exhibits for identification six and seven. Um, first showing you defense seven. Is this the Bible that you gave to Mr. Johnchuk? No. And showing you defense marked for identification six. Is this the Bible you gave to Mr. Johnchuk? No. Do you recall what the Bible looks like that you gave to Mr. John Chuck? It would have been read, New American Bible, the Catholic Bible. Okay. A Catholic Bible? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Let's talk about the second thing that Mr. John Chuck wanted to discuss, baptism, okay? Um, what is the general... In general terms, what is the process for becoming baptized into the Catholic Church? For adults, the first part is a period of inquiry where people can ask questions about the faith. You can't become Catholic if you don't understand who you are right where you are right there. What what does your own faith tradition have to offer you? Um, and then after that, um, then there's a period of, of intellectual formation in terms of knowing more about the sacraments and explaining the faith to the the person. And then the final part, 
which the people are in right now, is a process called enlightenment in terms of spiritual preparation for the sacraments of initiation. That happens at Easter Sunday. Okay. How long does that process take? It could take several years, but normally it takes six to eight months. So if a person comes into St. Paul's and says, I would like to be baptized right now, is that something that's going to happen? No, it would not happen, unless the person was in dying danger of death. Did you explain the, this process of becoming baptized to Mr. John Chuck? I did. As you were speaking with Mr. Johnchuk, were you able to make any sort of determination of how long this interest had been going on that he had had in, in getting baptized? No. Okay. As you were speaking with Mr. Johnchuk, did it appear to you that there were some issues going on with him? Yes. In the course of, of your work as a priest, have you had uh, reason or opportunity to come into contact with some people who may be suffering from mental illness? Yes. Okay. Um, does the church sometimes see people with mental illness coming in and wanting Assistance? We do. <clears throat> Did it appear to you that John uh, seemed to have some mental issues, mental illness issues going on? Yes. Was he, when he was speaking with you, was he focused in his thoughts? No. Was he kind of all over the place in what he was talking about? Jackson Lee. You can ask him what he was talking about. <clears throat> Did Mr. John Chuck jump from one subject to another? Yes. Did John tell you he had been sleeping with this Bible? No. Did Mr. John Chuck tell you that when Phoebe would touch the Bible, that she would ch begin chanting? No. Did Mr. John Chuck tell you that he had put salt around the perimeter of his house, the windows, and Phoebe's bedroom door? Not that I remember. During your conversation with John, did you ever tell him that he was the Pope? No. Did you tell him that Pope Francis was not the real Pope? No. Did Mr. John Chuck ever tell you that he thought, that Mr. John Chuck thought that he was the Pope? Yes. And. What happened when he said that? I asked him, do you really believe that? And he replied, no. Okay. 
in your conversation, so this was in January, um, as you explained the process of becoming, of, of going through the process to get, get, you know, get baptized and how long that process talks, did you say anything to John about when he might be ready to become baptized? It would take at least a year. He came in January, so there wasn't enough time for him to be prepared for April. Okay, so in April is when baptisms occur? Easter, yes. Easter. Um, so even if John had started this process of becoming baptized, he would not have been ready in April of 2015 to be baptized? Correct. Okay. But he, in theory, could have been ready the next year? Yes. <clears throat> Did John ask you uh, about having you perform an exorcism? No. Is that something that the Catholic Church can do? Yes. Okay. Um, can any priest do that? No. Objection. Okay, as you're speaking uh, with Mr. John Chuck during the 1130 appointment, uh, did you find out that the police were there? Yes. Okay, and um, why were they there? Jackson calls her hearsay answer. Did you speak to John about the police being there to talk to him? Yes. All right. And um, how did John react to that? He was very anxious. Okay. Did you help him sort of prepare to meet with the police? Yes. Did you help him prepare to meet with the police? Yes. And how did you go about doing that? I told him to be honest and not to be worried. And just told tell them what he told me. Okay. Were you, uh, did you try to help reduce his anxiety? Yes. Did you coach him on what he should tell the police? No. Okay. Just, did you tell him just be honest? Yes. Okay. Did you tell John to tell the police that he was not mentally ill? No. Did you tell him that he shouldn't tell them about the Bible? No. Did you tell John to not tell the police about anything strange going on with Phoebe? No. After John leaves the church, you um, indicated you just you briefly spoke to the police officers. Yes. Um, did you give them sort of an account of what had happened during your meeting with John? I think so, yes. I mean, yes. Maybe not word for word, but word for word. just briefly why he was there and about the Bible. 
I don't recall. When John left the church with Phoebe after the 1130 meeting and after he talked to the police, at that point in time, did you know anything about the salt? This salt. Salt having been poured around the house? No. At that point in time, did you know anything about Phoebe chanting? No. Did you know anything about the noise the Bible was making? No. Okay, so later in the day, did John return to the church? Yes. In approximately what time? Around 2.30. Was, had, had you scheduled a follow-up appointment with John? No, I surprised. Okay. When he returned uh, around 2.30, who was with him? His daughter and his stepmother. Did you see his stepmother? Yes. Did John tell you why he brought his stepmom with him? Yes. And what was that? Um, to prove to me that his daughter was not alone with him, that, were, that, were, that what he had told me was true. <clears throat> had you asked John to bring his stepmother back to the church to prove that she was alive? No. <clears throat> What did John want to talk about when he came back at 2.30? Baptism. Was he insistent on baptism? Yes. Had any of the information that you had given to him or anything about the process and how long it took, had any of that changed since you had seen him in the morning? No. Did he talk to you about going to other churches? When I refused, he said to go to other churches. When you refused what? Baptism. So, just to be clear, did you baptize John when he was there the second time? No, I did not. Okay. How did John react when he could not get baptized? He was very... Uh, Agitated. Did he say he was going to go to another church? Yes. Okay. May I have a moment, Your Honor? Is there a St. Michael in the Catholic Church? Yes. Who is that? St. Michael the Archangel. Can you briefly tell us what the story is? Um, one of the... Objection, this is real.
Saint Michael. Could you tell us who that is in the Catholic Church? Um, Archangel. He's one of the in the Book of Revelation. He's one of the the angels um, who has um, thrown the de devil out of heaven. Um, so in the Catholic Church, he's the patron saint of police officers. Um, he's invoked um, for protection against the evil one. Um, the prayer, Saint Michael's prayer. Does St. Michael have anything to do with exorcisms? He could be. I'm not an exorcist. Um, um, in the book of exorcism, in the appendix, there's prayers. And prayer to St. Michael is one of those prayers. Okay. Ask you some questions about your interaction with Mr. John Chuck, okay? Sure. And I may be asking you to give us some details about his statements. Can you do that for me? Yes. All right. So, when Mr. John Chuck walked in, where did you have your sit-down meeting with him? Within in my, the church. In my office. Okay. At your personal office. Yes. Okay. Was there anyone else in the office with you? No. And you mentioned Phoebe had gone with one of the other workers at the church, right? Correct. And that was like an educational staff person? Yes. Okay. And they're used to dealing with children. Right? Correct. And so you know at that point she's going to be well taken care of so you can focus on John. Correct. All right. So when John talks to you, does he talk to you about the fact that he's having custody issues with Phoebe? Uh, yes. Oh, oh, no. We we talked about it. Okay. What was discussed? So... I begin the interview always with a prayer, and then talked about Phoebe and about what was going on. And he said that he had custody over her, and recently had been granted custody over her. Okay. And when you discussed Phoebe with him um, after you began your prayer, custody is on his mind because that's something that he brings up. Correct. Objection. Speculation. Does. He bring up the custody of Phoebe, or do you bring that up? I brought up Phoebe in terms of talking about her. Okay. And what was the discussion about Phoebe? How she was doing and um, the custody issues, what was going on with his mother. Wh whose mother? Her mother, sorry. Okay. Ms. John talked about what was going on with Phoebe's mother? Phoebe's mother. Okay. What kind of things did he tell you? That she had mental health issues as well. Okay. <laughs> Now, when you're talking to John, does he know who he's talking to, that he's talking to Father Bill? I assume so, yes. Okay. Did you have any reason to think otherwise? No. All right. Does he know where he's at? He's at St. Paul's Church? He seemed like he was aware of where he was at okay. in the discussion. And he knew why he wanted to be there. He wanted to be there to be baptized. You can answer. He knew why he was at the church, correct? Yes. He wanted to be baptized by you. Right? Yes. So you would agree that he understood what was going on around him, right? Yes. Okay. And you were able to have a conversation with him? I did, yes. Okay. And you never thought that for any moment during your conversation that he would be a danger to himself, right? Correct. 
you never thought that he posed any danger to Phoebe, right? Correct. Okay. Had you thought that, you would have handled things differently, right? Correct. And he made one comment about him being the Pope, right? Correct. What did he say? I don't remember the context, but that he mentioned that he would, thought he was the Pope. I questioned him about it, said, you don't really believe that, do you? And he answered no. Okay, so he withdrew that quickly, right? And you talked about the Bible. Yes. He didn't say anything to you about the Bible that was alarming, that you recall. No, he was concerned about it. Um, wanted to know what it was. Did, he didn't seem he didn't know it was a, it was a Bible even. Okay. And you told him that this was a special book. It's an antique. He should cherish it, right? It seemed like a family heirloom. Right. And he wasn't incapacitated at all during your conversation with him, right? Not incapacitated. You could tell her something a little off with him, right? You've said that previously. It was, it was definitely off. Okay. And his thoughts were rambling. So right. it, 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 I had to sort of keep him focused. Right. But he was able to have that conversation with you. He was able to have a conversation. Okay. And at no point did he ever say that he was God. No. He never told you that you're God. No. He never said that he's Michael, the archangel. No. Never told you that you're Michael, the archangel. No. Right? He didn't say anything else that was alarming to you that we haven't talked about today, right? No. And you would agree that uh, while you had some concerns, he did have a grasp of reality. Right. He was, to me, it seemed like he was in crisis, but that he was in contact with reality. How about we are? Return to the church in the afternoon. Um, was he agitated? Yes. Uh, was he uh, about not being baptized? Yes. Was he more agitated in the afternoon than he was in the morning? Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Did you want him on standby? 
Please leave the hands on the chairs, come down on the face. 